What's going on, guys? It's your boy, Big Baby Steve. Man, it's hot. I, I just, it's hot. Like, I was about to go for the whole intro type thing and, like, be like, hey, this was the episode. It's hot. I just got out of work. It's, like, 3.30 right now. And it's, like, I came out. And before I came out, I checked on my, on the phone, the weather app, to see how, like, how hot it was. And it said 93. I said, all right, that's, you know, it's, it's hot, but ain't that crazy. My car talking about 101 degrees. Like, like first, when I first came out, I said 104. I said, maybe just because it's been sitting in the sun for a little bit. That's why. Uh, I've been driving for, like, almost 20, 30 minutes now. And it's going to say it only went down to 101. So that's how hot it is. It is, like, I had the windows down, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to get accumulated to the heat. You know what I'm saying? That's what you got to do in the summer. No air conditioner or nothing like that. Just get accumulated to the heat. Uh, no. Uh, I thought wrong. I thought completely wrong. Because since it's 3.30 in the afternoon, and there's rush hour traffic. And rush hour traffic is just standstill traffic. That's what that is. It's just standstill traffic. So there's no air coming into the car when the windows are down. And the humidity's on a thousand, so I'm over here dying on nothing because it's not air. Cause humidity just getting rid of the air, so I'm just, I'm just dying on nothing. That's what I'm dying on. It's just hot. So I was like, you know what? Let me put the windows up, throw the air conditioner on. Uh, I turned on the air conditioner, and <laughs> the air conditioner was like, "What? You want me to do what?" And I'm like, "I need like, it, lo- it like it looked at like it was like, nah, bro, like it's hot. Like, what you want me to do?" You, trying, you want me to make this air cold? I can't do that. It's hot. So that's how hot it is. Uh, it's really hot. But I'm coming on to another episode. I'm doing a movie review today. The reason, look, look guys, the reason I haven't really been, like, putting out episodes like that because I got a microphone coming in. Like, right now, like, you can hear me pretty well, but there's, like, other surrounding sounds that I feel like sometimes interfere with just using the phone so I'm getting a mic and I'm gonna get the condenser and all that like a mic condenser and that way I could come out sounding more smoother hopefully you know what I'm saying that should be coming in this week so you know bear with me for a little bit but uh so today I was gonna since I'm driving I'm in the standstill traffic I said let me go talk about this this uh Spider-Man movie that just came out the Far From Home movie which I really like you know, uh, a lot of people said that they didn't they didn't like it before because I asked a couple of coworkers who are really into the Marvel universe and stuff, and they said they didn't like it. But I think what happened was they didn't like it, or other people haven't liked it because they went in with that Avengers mindset, like they went with that type of hype for it, and I and I think that's a little unfair for the movie. That like you really can't go in there with the ex- expectations of what the Avengers gave us. Because this is just Spider-Man himself. So, like, this is a standalone movie. It still has some of the, you know, they're, they're still going down the path. Uh, you know, how Tony Stark died as Iron Man and stuff like that. And how Captain America is no longer around. So, I can see I can see why people thought, like, they're going to see more Avengers or something. Or just give it too much expectations. Uh, so, I went in here with a clear mindset i'm just i was like just how i did the dark phoenix i wasn't i'm not going to judge it on the the whole marvel 
timeline and other stories and other movies that have, that Spider-Man's been in, I'm just going to judge it just on the movie itself. And that's what I did. And I, for me, it was a pretty good movie. So if you haven't seen the movie, then uh, there are spoilers coming through. So from the movie and stuff like that. And, what I, and I'm also going to talk at the end what I feel the Marvel Universe direction is going to go. But maybe, you know, but if you haven't seen the movie, you don't want to hear the spoilers, stop it. Go watch the movie. Come back and see if you agree with me. That's it. Just, just see if you agree on what I said and make sure you go in there with an expectation of, you know, just Spider-Man. Um, if you have seen it, then you then you guys can see if you guys agree with me too or if you guys have another opinion. But uh, let's get right into it. So what I liked about the, the, the movie, it starts off with, you know, that it's basically like a thank you to the Avengers who basically who died or whose contracts were up. So they had a, they're no longer with the Marvel Universe. Uh, so that was pretty cool. I enjoy that. And the movie started off with, uh, <laughs> it starts off these high schoolers who disappeared, who, who got, who got, they called it what, blimped? And where they, where Thanos snapped his fingers and they disappeared for five years and they come back and then you find out that within coming back you didn't age whatsoever you know you you come back as the same age and you didn't and everyone else has aged so everyone who has aged is not five years older while you're still the same age you were when you got snapped and it, it was a funny segment you know, uh, I enjoyed it because the one kid said that his little brother is now his big brother, and then you got you have the girl who's also talking, and she's like upset that she has to do midterms all over again because she already did them, but then she got snapped away, and when they came back, the school was like, "Well, you got to do it all over again." So I I enjoy that because it shows the the long term effects of what Thanos did. You know that was never really explained. All we knew is that five years had five years had passed and Endgame, and that was it. But we never saw any consequences. This is like the first consequences they were really seeing that have to do with people that weren't that aren't superheroes or supervillains. These are just normal people that were going to school, normal kids that were going to school, and here they are. They got blipped away and then came back, and now they have to start their lives all over. So I enjoy that a lot. Uh, so the, the whole movie basis is that Spider-Man's about to go on this trip to, like, France, I believe. Like, Paris or France or something like that. They, same place, but... Um, and he's going with his his, um, his classmates. And in this movie, you find out real quick in the beginning, after Happy is uh, finds Spider-Man... Spider-Man's doing like a whole non-profit hello photo shoot thing with fans to get some uh, charities going and stuff like that. And Happy comes in and right away this scene is hilarious because you find out that number one, Happy has a thing for Peter's aunt and aunt, and uh, Peter's aunt has, some, has a thing for Happy. So that's clear right out the gate. And then you find out that Peter's been dodging uh, Nick Fury's phone calls for a while now like he just won't answer him after tony died and everything uh he he just he's not answering him anymore and you know happy goes into a thing where like hey you can't be going ghost on 
on Nick Fury. That's Nick Fury. And Spider-Man's like, yeah, it's, it's cool. I'll, I'll, I'll just call him back. I'm really busy right now. But in reality, he just doesn't want to call him, which was weird because I didn't understand why he would be doing that. Because if you watched all of um, Spider-Man when he started off and he made his debut in Civil War and he was inside uh, the Avengers movies and stuff like that, he was really excited to be part of the Avengers. He he was literally waiting in the uh, to be called by Nick Fury and like Tony Stark. And they never called him, but he was always just waiting, just waiting for his phone to ring. And if they would have called him back then, he would have picked it up before it even rang. And this one, he's avoiding Nick Fury. So later on in the movie, you find out that all he wants to do, basically, is he wants to be a kid. He just wants to go on this trip with his classmates, tell MJ that he likes her, give her some flowers, get her a kiss on the Eiffel Tower, the whole nine yards. And I I enjoy this part of the movie because it's like it's a small detail. If you don't watch the Marvel movies, it's something you can look past. But the attitude of Peter was of a scared teenage boy because he just saw his mentor, the person he looked up to, Iron Man, Tony Stark, die saving the world. And like I said, if you watch when he made his debut in Civil War and through all the other movies like Avengers and stuff, he was always really hyped to be a superhero. This is the first time where he's backing off like, um, I really don't want to do this. And Nick Fury's kind of like, hey, we kind of need you because everybody else is kind of tied up in other movies. So we need you to be like the leader of the Avengers. And and uh, Peter is like, I don't want to be the leader of the Avengers. And, you know, to some that might not mean anything, but to people who really want to follow the story, that's exactly how Peter should be acting. That should be his attitude. He's This isn't Peter, a grown man. This is a teenage boy, Peter Parker. He just saw his mentor die, which also, if you remember, his uncle Ben died as well. So this is like the second father figure that he has known that he's gotten close to, to die. So he should be acting this way. He should be like, look, I don't want to be the leader of the Avengers. I don't want to uh, save the world. I just want to be a normal kid for for a while. And that's exactly like I, I enjoy that. If you know storytelling, if you know character development and storytelling, that's a perfect example of story of character development. The kid that comes in all hype, wanting to do something. And then when it gets really real, he kind of backs off and goes, whoa, well, I'm just a kid. I don't think I really want to do this anymore. So I enjoy that. Like I said, I think it was really cool. And then the movie goes on where you find out that Mysterio has been fighting these these monsters, these element monsters uh, made from fire. One's made from fire. One made from earth. One's made from water and one's made from wind. Uh, and as he as Peter and Mysterio find each other, you come to you, you find out that they're about to. They brought, they just defeated the water one when they when they when Mysterio and Peter Parker meet for the first time. But now they're about to fight the fire one. So before all this happens, before they fight the fire one, excuse me, uh, Happy in the first scene that I was just talking about gives 
Spider-Man these glasses, and they say, and he says that Tony left them for him. Uh, is for him. So then you come to find out that there the software is called Eden, and basically the same way that uh, Tony Stark had was it Joffrey, I believe, or yeah, I think it was Joffrey. If I'm not, maybe not Joffrey. I don't, whoever the the software was that he would talk to. Um, to uh, is like his version of his Siri. He gave Spider-Man his own version, which was Eden. And Eden had like he he can, can whatever Tony Stark had um, uh, basically had not control but access to. He left it to Spider-Man. So you come to find out that Magneto's big um, reason of doing everything was to get his hands on Eden. So you come to find out that all the monsters that he was fighting were all holograms, which was kind of cool. He was using like these hologram, small portable holograms, basically, and it made the monsters look real, Uh, which was kind of cool because I was kind of trying to figure out how they were going to make Mysterio's holograms come to life. Because if you remember back in the day uh, in the cart in the animated version of the cartoon of Spider-Man, he used these dice, these dice that he that he would throw on the floor and it would throw out a hologram. And that's how he basically uh, escaped or he would uh, attack people. And this one, it seems he had these holographic portable holographic machines and then only after he gets eaten he decides that Eden has control of all these drones that Tony had uh, had control of. So he decides that he's going to use the drones as also holographic um, with, uh, holographic cameras as well. And they're 10 times more powerful because, of course, they were made by Tony Stark. So his holograms look 10 times more real. And there are so many of them that I'm pretty sure... He can make anything look real. And which is what he did. He made everything look kind of real. And that's how everybody fell for it. So when he finally gets... After Spider-Man and him defeat the fire holograms... That Spider-Man doesn't know that this is a hologram. It looks ten times... A thousand times real. Um... Hold on, this air conditioner ain't doing no that's how hot it is. If it, I'm I'm sorry, this is how hot it is. Like my air conditioner is not sending any cold. It's like warmish air by the time it hits me. That's how bad that's, that's how hot for me is. But basically, after they do all that, Peter's like, hey, you should be the new leader of the Avengers. You got the confidence. You seem like you know what you're doing. You should do it. And he's like, oh, and you know, Mysterio's like, no, nah, no way. Only because he knew Peter really didn't want it. So when Peter gives him the glasses and turns over access of Eden to him, that's when you find out that it was all a ploy, that Mysterio has a whole team. He was really never fighting these elements in reality. He just had holograms of uh, elements and had holograms of himself fighting these elements. And you 
find out that it's not that he's a bad guy, but it seems like it seems he just was just a little, I want to say not crazy or psycho. He was just a little crazy. Let's just go crazy. And he went and he wanted to get back at Tony Stark because he had given Tony Stark um, the same portable hologram machine, which was actually in, I believe it was Civil War, if I'm not mistaken. It starts off, you know, this is where Tony is talking about how he went, like, he goes back in time and he talks to his dad and how he didn't know that his dad wasn't going to come back. His last fight, he's in front of an audience. And, like, this hologram of of his past is showing. It seems that Mysterio's technology is the reason why Tony had that. He gave it to him, said he wanted to, you know, he wanted Tony to invest in it and make it worldwide, big, sell it. And Tony was like, no. This is just like more like a therapy thing. I'll use it for a therapy thing. But other than that, I'm not selling it or making more of this. So this was his way of getting him back at Tony, but Tony's done. So, but he decided he still wanted Eden. He still wanted the clone machines. And as time goes on, you find out that all the people that's on Mysterio's team are people who were either A, screwed over or affected some way or somehow fired from either Tony's company, which is uh, Iron Man's company, or were affected by Iron Man in one way or another. So that's how they all meet, form this team to get Eden. Now, of course, as Peter's going on, with his trip and everything, thinking he's everything cool, MJ finds out that Peter was Spider-Man. She tells him, he's like, fuck, like, what am I supposed to do now? And then they find out this hologram portable. She picked it up from the fire element and he come to find out, they find out that everything's a hologram, the Mysterio's in on it, that he's been, you know, basically bullshitting the shield and all that, so... Mysterio finds out and now he's going out to go kill all the kids that know about it. So he's going to try to murder them one way or another. And that's when the these drones with the holograms really become into play because now he can now not only make things look real, but now he can disguise a whole building as... He can disguise a whole abandoned building as a, a building that has a whole bunch of workers and employees type situation. So the holograms were, were just awesome. These, these, like it was hard to tell what was real, what was not real. Um, I enjoyed all that. Like I said, like this movie made Mysterio look like a, a genius. Like he knew what he was doing. And I'm glad they did that. I'm glad it, it just wasn't Mysterio wasn't just like some throwaway character that they had. It, it made really good sense of what he was trying to do. So as time goes on, of course, Spider-Man finally does his thing. He gets back his his eating glasses. Um, he figures out how to expose Mysterio to everybody. And 
the biggest thing that I took away from this is at one point uh, during the no, I'm not going to say a fight scene through the one of the ho- uh, holograms where Mysterio's messing around with Peter and he's trying to kill him he basically makes Peter step in front of uh, train tracks but Peter doesn't know he's in front of the train track because he's still in the hologram until finally a train comes and hits Peter boom it's how does Peter survive? I don't know. I don't don't ask me how he survived, but he survives. And after he survives, he calls on Happy to come and help him. And Happy's like, "Well, no, I don't want to." But then you realize that Happy is like, you know, messing around with his aunt. So he's like, "Okay, oh, yeah, I gotta, I I gotta kind of stay in your aunt's good graces if I still want to keep doing what I'm doing with her." So I'm pretty sure that's why he did what he did. He goes, he brings a jet to him, picks him up, and in that jet, he gives Spider-Man, Peter Parker, the access to make his own suit, just like Iron Man did. But rather than like building it from scratch, he's building it off the technology that, that Tony Stark had access to. And then you could kind of see that this uh, one part where Happy's looking at him Peter Parker put his suit together and what different um, features he wants on the suit and he's looking at him as if he was looking at Tony Stark um, I think that was real symbolic I like that that moment in the in the movie it was really good um, but then I also enjoyed um Oh, hold on. I'm trying to get through traffic around here. And this is... This is bad. All right. All right, what y'all... Y'all beeping at me as if I can move go somewhere. I'm trying to go straight. Like, where you where you want me to go? Like, huh, where you want me to go? Like, I can't go straight. Like, they beeping at me as if I'm the one holding them up. Like, this traffic. I can't do nothing about that. But, sorry. I didn't mean to get off track. All right. Back to what I was saying. So, that was real symbolic. I enjoyed it. What I what I think Marvel uh, oh yeah let me finish how the, the the movie ended so Spider Man finally gets back the um, the Eden glasses and he finally gets it back he Mysterio gets killed because one of his drones accidentally shoots him in the gut so he's dying and right at the at the point where it looks like Mysterio is about to give back the eating glasses to Peter and say, look, you, you know, Tony's right. You deserve these. Come to find out that Mysterio was just a hologram and the other Mysterio was about to shoot Peter, but then Peter Parker's uh, Spider-Man has like the spidey senses and he can see it. So in a quick flash, you can, you, out of nowhere, you see Spider-Man just like dodge the bullet and grab Mysterio's hand and which was killer that was epic like i enjoyed all of that i don't like i didn't see that one coming out of the whole movie that's the one hologram that was the one thing i just did not see coming i enjoyed it um so of course mysterio i guess dies he you know i think he dies because he got shot in the gut and he's bleeding out 
Spider-Man gets back the eating glasses. He goes on. And he finally gets the girl. Him and MJ are, are good. He decides that he's going to be the superhero. He's going to continue to be Spider-Man. And he's going to be there for people who need him. Great. Right? Movie ends. Great way to end the movie. Awesome. Until you get to the post-credits. And once you get to the post-credits... Uh, you know, the Marvel always has a post-credit scene. And it's basically... Magneto, oh, excuse me, not Magneto, sorry, Mysterio, uh, basically puts together these crops of video, and it basically shows Spider-Man, making him look, making look like Spider-Man is like on a war path, and he's trying to kill innocent people and stuff like that, and then he reveals to everyone that. Spider-Man, and the way they did it was awesome because he goes and he says Spider-Man is and then it goes off, like the camera that he's talking to the one of the drones that he's talking to goes off and you're like, oh, Peter Parker's, you know, identity is safe thank God only for it to pop back on he goes, he goes, Spider-Man is Peter Parker and when I mean that whole theater went holy because in a way, you're like that's not supposed to happen. Like, that's the complete opposite of what was supposed to happen. And then the movie ends. So, I give it a good rating. I enjoyed it. If you haven't seen it yet, go see it. It's worth it. Um, but he, now that we're on, we're at, like, finished with the movie review, I feel like, I was talking to a couple of uh, people about this. And I think, in a way, they Marvel is, I think, going to put Spider-Man as the face of Marvel from now on. Because I believe Iron Man was the face of Marvel for quite some time. But now that he's no longer coming back, at least Robert Downey Jr., at the time being, doesn't seem like he's interested in being Iron Man. And plus, Iron Man di- excuse me, already died. This, you can't really bring him back. I believe they're now switching over to uh, Spider-Man on this one and making him the new face. And why Why do I think that? Simple. Uh, Spider-Man, from when he started to now, is completely different. He has, like, he started off just as this hype kid. Now he's more, he, then he turned into the scared kid. And now he's turned into more this confident young man. I think they're going to let Spider-Man grow up into that spot. I don't think they're just going to put him into that spot. I think we're going to watch Spider-Man grow into that spot the same way we watched Robert Downey Jr. grow into Iron Man and as the leader of the Avengers. You know, because if you really think think about it, Robert Downey Jr. signed up with Marvel what? And 2000, let's say he signed up inside 2007 with the first Iron Man movie came out in 2008. That means he's given... Marvel 11 years. Robert Downey Jr. is like 54 now? 55? So, 11 years he's given Mar- the Marvel Universe. Imagine what you can get from Peter, this, this Spider-Man that's way younger. Tom Holland's like Holland? I think his name? Yeah, Tom Holland. He's like 23 now. And he's already been in the in, in, the, in the Marvel Universe for what? Like 
2017, 2016. So he's already been in for like almost three years now. So imagine what they can build off of him in the next seven, maybe eight years. They can build a whole franchise. That's what the Marvel is trying to do, in my opinion. They try to they have they have to build franchise. I don't think they want to go back to just one-off movies. I think we're gonna go back off to like everyone has their own movie type thing. But I think they want franchises because I think that's what gets people really going—a franchise. Uh, and it's a business. They want to—they want to sell merchandise. They not only want to sell tickets to movies, but they want to sell merchandise. So, when you to sell merchandise, you need a star player, and I think that's what Tom Holland is. Um, and also, let's just let's just watch how he, how they basically between Tony leaving back, leaving Eden for Spider-Man and Nick Fury trying to say that Spider-Man should be the next leader and then you have uh, Happy giving Iron, uh, Iron Man's access to weapons and creating suits and features to Spider-Man how why would we say he's not the next face like I, I feel like they kind of gave Spider-Man that rub you know what I'm saying we call it the rub where you put someone who isn't really known and you put them around people that are known. Like you put them around these big superheroes who have a name and after a while you kind of be like, okay, yeah, yeah, Spider-Man. He was on the Avengers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now Spider-Man seems like a bigger deal now because of that because he was on the Avengers. Tony personally recruited him. Like I think they've been building up Spider-Man for a while. I think they knew that Robert Downey Jr. didn't want to sign a new contract with Marvel, and he was—they were just like, "All right, well, then we just need somebody else." And this seems like the perfect, and I mean perfect, person to take over because again, he's young, and he's going to give you—and he's a great Spider-Man. Like he's actually a great spy. His acting is really good. So I think they're moving. A lot of people say they—they they don't believe it. They don't think that he's going to be the next. Uh, face of Marvel, but I personally think so. But we'll see. There's other, you know, but who 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 do you see taking up the mantle of uh, of the next face of Marvel? Like, I don't see anybody taking... You had Captain America and you had Iron Man. And now they're both gone. So who... who like, Hulk? You can't have Hulk be the face. Like, you can't have... Like, no disrespect to any other superheroes and actors who play these roles, but Spider-Man seems to be the next person in line to be the face of Marvel. But that's just what I think. You know. But, yeah. I don't I don't see anybody else who... If you guys know somebody else who you think could be the face of Marvel, you let me know. You know what I'm saying? You let me know. Um, but I can't... I, I can't see anyone. You know. But, hey guys... I just got home, and it's really hot outside. Like, it's, real, it, it's really hot outside. So, I'm going to head in and take a cold shower. You guys be good. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to me. I appreciate it. Have a good one. Stay cool. And don't die. You know, just stay safe. Don't die out here. Especially in this heat. Deuces.